Welcome to Calvary International Christian Center. This is a word to inspire, encourage, and motivate you to live a life to the fullest. God bless you as you listen. 1 Kings 18 and verse 20 is a long passage. I'm not going to read all of it. I'm sure you, we all know the story. We've got the story and uh, pick a few things from the story and we will proceed. Hallelujah. First Kings chapter number 18. And Elijah came unto all the people and said, How long shall you halt between two opinions? If the Lord be God, follow him. And if Baal, then follow him. And the people answered unto him, not a word. Hallelujah. Then said Elijah unto the people, I, even I alone, remain of the Lord. But Baal's prophets are 450 men. But let them therefore give as two bulls, two bullocks, and let them chuck for themselves and cut it in pieces and lay it on the wood and put it, put no fire. And I will dress the other. Amen. Auda. And lay it on the wood and put it on, and I'll dress the other bullock and lay it on the wood and put no fire. And call Ye on the on the on the name of your gods, and I will call on the Lord. And I'm still it still sounds a bit funny to me. So I'm thinking about it instead of reading. And call ye on the name of the Lord, and I will call the name of the Lord. Call ye on your God, and I'll call. And the God that answers by fire, let him be God. And all the people answered and said, It is well spoken. Hallelujah. It was a, a tussle between the service of gods, whether God be God or whether Baal be God. Now, this is a story that happened so many hundreds of years ago. Amen. In the case of Elijah, and he said that, why do you halt between two ideas. Why do you hold between two things? If God be God, then serve him. If, if Baal be God, then serve Baal. But buy and serve both at the same time. Because if you do that, you will not do it well. Hallelujah. You can replace the name Baal with money. Jesus said that you cannot serve between Two masters. You cannot serve God and mam- mammon at the same time. You will love one and hate the other. So if you choose mam- mammon, which is money, then you will hate the things that you will do. Your behavior will be tantamount to hating God. Hallelujah. And, and, and Elijah was saying the same thing. And uh, I believe that this year God is saying to us the same way that God be God. Then let us serve him. If, if, if money and riches and wealth be, be your God, then serve money, serve riches, serve whatever you want to serve. But you cannot serve riches and fame and try and serve God in tandem, hoping that, you know, sometimes we appease our conscience. We come to church once in a while to appease our conscience, to make our conscience not, uh, uh, not accuse us much. Hallelujah. Am I talking to somebody? So we, we, we try to, to, to do the two. It's been from the days of Elijah till now, it's been done. And we are, we are trying. See, the, the first time Elijah spoke and said, Now, why do you hold between two ideas? Why do you hold between two ideas? Is it God you want to serve? Is it you uh, 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 want to serve? The people spoke not a word. How many understand what I'm saying? As I'm speaking, if I were to ask you, you will speak no word to me. You will not, because nobody wants to agree and say that we will serve Baal. Am I talking to somebody? Nobody in this room will say that I want to agree that I will serve money. Or I will serve myself. I will serve my body. I will serve my sleep. 
I will serve my, my, my business, my ways, my, my connections. It's important, more important to, to me than God. None of us in this room will say that. So we will answer not a word. But whether you answer or not, you are answering. By what you do, you are answering. Hallelujah. It, it's come to the time where we will have to make a choice. It's come to the time where we will, make a cho- we will have to make a choice. If God be God, serve God. If your friends, money, your work, your business, your, your ambitions be your God, then serve it. Because you can't do both very well at the same time. Hallelujah. So let's read on. Um, we are just reading the Bible. What verse are we on? 20. Now, Elijah said to the prophets, choose your... We've talked about that, isn't it? Okay, that's where we are. Choose, choose one of the bulls yourselves and prepare it and, uh, uh, for you are many and call upon the name of your God, but put no fire on, on it. So they took the bull, the one given them, and they prepared it and called on the name of Baal from morning till noon. Oh, Baal, hear us. But there... There was no, nothing. How many have done all work says, hear us? All business, hear us? All ex, uh, overtime, hear us? All uh, extra, extra, you know, taking two, three, four jobs, hear us? All, how many have done that? And they, you see, the extra overtime that you did, you don't even know what you used the money for. The bill came and took it away. It will, and never came back. So, so they took the bull, which they had given them, they prepared it, called on the name, and nothing happened. No answer. All bad hear us. But there was no voice. No one answered them. Then they leaped up about the altar, which they had made. They leaped them inside. You see, sometimes the more we, we, the thing is not working, the more we, we try to work more. Oh, now they're jumping up and down, you know, hear us more. And we've been jumping and jumping and jumping. It was at noon. And Elijah mocked them and said, cry aloud for your God. For he's a God. Either he's meditating or he's busy or he's, or perhaps he's sleeping and must be awakened. Either your money is sleeping, your job has gone travel, your business is on leave. So call harder. He's asleep. He must be working. Your connections is meditating. You have to get its attention so that it will focus on you. And yet still, nothing is being heard. Hallelujah. So they cried aloud and cut themselves. The, the, the more it's not working, the harder we try. Cutting yourselves. Cutting yourselves. In Psalm 127, the Bible says that uh, 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 what does it say? Psalm he says that, so and so he gives his beloved sleep. It, uh, the beginning, the beginning. It rise up. Unless the Lord builds, that's what I was looking for. Unless the Lord builds the house, then they labor in vain that build it. Unless the watch, the Lord guards the city and watch, but in vain. It's in vain to rise up early and to go to bed late and to eat the bread of sorrows. But the Lord giveth sleep. The Lord gives his beloved, not those who are building, not those who are busy. Not those who are trying, but those who are his and those who love him. 
and he gives his beloved rest and sleep. He builds for them. Have you not seen somebody who is trying and trying and trying and, and nothing is working? It seems not to be trying and things are working for them. Have you seen that before? It becomes very frustrating and annoying for those who are trying. In this year, it's going to be worse. I say in this year, it's going to be worse. A lot more people will try and it will be working. And for some people, things will just look like it's working. And they will not understand why. Hallelujah. I'm still talking about strength for exploits. We started with grace for exploits. I'm not talking for exploits. And the theme or the main uh, scripture we looked at is Daniel chapter 11 verse 33. 32. B, isn't it? Daniel eleven thirty-two. It says that they that know their God shall be strong and they shall do exploits. They that what know their God shall be strong and they shall do exploits. The people who know the but the people the be the, the but the people who know their God shall be strong and carry out or do great exploits. Hallelujah. I'll come to that, but let's finish the story. Are you enjoying the story? So they cried aloud, verse 28, and cut themselves. They are custom with knives and lunches until blood gushed out of them. Sometimes we cut ourselves, you know, trying and working and everything. We, we, we hurt ourselves. We, we become frustrated. We do things that are a bit more frustrated than we should be. Cutting until blood comes, until emotion is poured out of us, until things come, gush out of us, and still nothing seems to be working. How many know what I'm talking about? When you look at your bank balance, your bank statement will be a testimony to what the story I'm saying. In case you, you don't agree with me, your bank statement, when you go home this afternoon, look at your bank statement. All the 2016, 2015, 2014, all the overtime, all the connections, all the illegal maneuverings that you maneuvered, add them all together. The, the, summary, the sum total of everything is your bank balance. Look at your bank balance will tell you what I'm saying in case you are not believing me. How many know what I'm talking about? You don't have to get home, but you can see with your bank balance. Amen. What verse are we on? But when midday was past, they prophesied until the time of offering of the evening sacrifice. But there was no voice, no one answered, no one paid attention. Then Elijah said to them, come near to, come near to me. And so, so all the people came near to him and repaired the Lord that was broken down. And the Lord took 12 stones. And, sorry, and Elijah took 12 stones according to the number of the 12 tribes of the sons of Jacob to whom the Lord had come saying, Israel, your name. Then with the stones, he built an altar in the name of the Lord and made a trench around the altar large enough for Two seers of seed, what that means. But he put the wood in order and cut the bull in pieces and laid it on the wood and filled the four, the four water, the four water pots with water on the burnt sacrifice. How do you pour water on, on something you are going to bend? On wood and stones. Wetting it. Hmm. Have you seen that the things that we do for the Lord, sometimes it doesn't make It's almost the opposite. You say, get all you can and can all you get so that you'll be prosperous. You come to church, he says, no, give and it shall be given unto you. The liberal soul shall be made fat. How do you, on something you're about to burn? You want it to light fire and you're pouring water. It doesn't make sense. It doesn't make financial sense that you want to have money and you are giving the small you have. It doesn't make sense. Hallelujah. 
So it sounds like the pastors are talking nonsense, isn't it? It sounds like Elijah is doing nonsense. Verse 34. Then he said, do it a second time. And they poured it a second time. And he said, do it a third time. And they did it a third time. How many can understand that wet wood does not light fire? God is the same yesterday, today, and forever. The God of the days of Elijah is the same God we are serving today. The things that God of Elijah did in his days is the same Elijah is doing today. And the same thing that the God of Elijah shall do tomorrow. Hallelujah. What verse are we on now? 35. So I ran around the altar and filled the trenches of what, with water. And it came to pass at the time of offering of the evening sacrifice. Which means that, because this started just before the evening sacrifice. Bald guys had been calling from morning to noon, from noon to evening, towards the evening sacrifice. At the point towards the evening, evening sacrifice, it was around 6. So let's make it around 5 there. It says that, listen, you have called from morning, 6 o'clock. It's now 4, 4.30. Nothing has happened. It's quarter to 5 now. Nothing has happened. So let's come and try God. God is saying to tell you that you have tried everything. It didn't work. This time, let's try God now. Try God now. Hallelujah. This is a time to focus your energy on God. And see whether the God that you haven't served properly all this year help you build and get you what you are looking for. Hallelujah. And he said, and it came to pass at the time of the offering of the evening sacrifice that Elijah the prophet came near and said, Lord God of Abraham, Isaac, and Israel, let it be known this day that you are the God in Israel and I am your servant and that I have done all these things at your word. Hear me, O Hear me, that these people may know that you are the Lord God and you have turned their hearts back to you again. Then the fire of the Lord fell and, and burnt the sacrifice, and the sacrifice consumed the burnt sacrifice and the wood and the stones and the dust and it licked up the water. That was in the trenches. And when the people saw it, they fell on their face and said, The Lord, he is God. The Lord, he is God. I think it's a good place to put your hands together for the Lord God. He is God. He is God. David said that I've been young and now I have never seen the righteous forsaken, nor his seed begging bread. In my short few years of life, I have seen that also. In my young few years. Oh, shut up. I have seen my friends, my mates, do three, four, five, six jobs. And I decided like Elijah to serve the Lord and not do much. But the Lord has honored me. The Lord has blessed me. A little effort with the Lord is much more than a more effort without God. Hallelujah. Am I talking to somebody? This year, there will be a difference between those that serve God for real and those who are playing games. Even in the house of the Lord. This is what it says. They that know their God shall be strong. Three steps, isn't it? Know God makes you strong. And when you are strong, you do great exploits. Yeah. At your age, you have seven different companies, eight different companies, all making money. You are the general executive officer, the, the C- CEO 
of a, a multi-conglomerate group of companies. You are the commander-in-chief of multinational companies all grouped together under one banner and it's under your name. You sign checks for everything. It is possible. It is possible. I said even in the in use hour, in the case of Elijah, to get every offering licked up by fire. Whereas Baal and his people had been cutting themselves, jump altar, prancing about all throughout, and nothing had happened. Hallelujah. It's time to know our God for real. In Job, Job 22, no, no, look at uh, Psalm uh, 103. Before we come to Job, Psalm 103, verse 7. Bible says, he made his ways known to Moses and his acts to the children of Israel. Knowing the acts is not the same as knowing the ways. If you know, majority of us, we know the acts of God. We are head. He healed somebody. He did somebody something for my, you know, my, my mother had a, a, a cancer and they, they, they prayed and his work. It's like, you know, the acts, you know, the, the things, the miracles and the signs that God does. You know, they saw God divide the, the, the water, you know, the Red Sea. They saw all that. They knew the acts of God. But the acts of God is not necessarily the ways of God. Today, Christians, we know the acts of God. In the church, we know the things that God does. We know the acts, but we ourselves. We don't know his ways. We don't know him for, for who, he, who he really is. If I were to ask you, what is your relationship with God? Your relationship is based on what somebody said. Based on what you personally have experienced from God. It is time to go past knowing the acts of God. To know God for real. Because when you know God, you know his ways. You know, knowing the ways of somebody is like knowing what he would do in any particular situation. You know, like... I, I know if, if my pastor was faced in these circumstances, in this situation, I can guess 99.9% what he would say or what he would do. Because I've been with him for a long time. I've, he's taught me. He's instructed me. So I know his ways. I know how he's wired. I know, how he, know what he would I can almost predict exactly what he would do. That is knowing somebody. This one will make this thing will make him hungry. This thing will make him happy. You know, my father was the kind of father who will never ever praise you. My natural father will never ever say, Oh, well done. I am proud of you. He never did. He never told any me, you have done this or you've done no. no. So so at a point when he keeps quiet, then you know he's all right. Because otherwise, when he opens his mouth, he's going to criticize. And he has a way of making you look foolish. He... <laughs> Stupid ass. That's what he used to say. And he said, foolish, look at you. Everybody's sitting here. You are sitting on the place you are. What no making? He'll make everything you're doing sound so silly. But, but, but there were instances where you can overhear him boasting about. As for my son, one day he came to uh, visit me in London, came to my, I had just, you know, set up. You know how young people, when you set up, my first, my own flat, I bought my own furniture, bought my own TV, you know, everything, my kitchen. I had a two-bedroom flat, and I was, I was, I was a young man. And I, was, I, was, I thought I was doing well for myself. And my father came. He came to the house. He looked around and said, are you the one he living here? I said, yeah. 
Then I had just, those times, they had just released a cordless earphone. Handset. Those times, the, when they say, uh, what do you call it, mobile phone, it's a big break. You know that Motorola thing? I was going down, back away. <laughs> so. Landline. This is a, the cordless was a landline with a long, uh, what do you call it, area. You have to pull the area, long one like that, to receive. <laughs> My father then said, this one, who, who is it for? You are in my house. Who else would it be for? I said, it's for me. He said, put it in the bag. Then he walked. I had bought a Nikon camera. You know, those professional cameras. Very powerful Nikon camera. Brand new in the box. He saw that. Who is this for? I said, it's for me. Put it in the bag. And my my father talks, you don't talk back. Whether it's for you or, or not. In fact, for it being for you, he owns you and everything you have. So everything you have is his. And all those things that he took, I was wondering, this man, you know, the, the, the struggle, I had to struggle, the weeks of extra overtime to buy these things that are. And then he took it. He never used it. Never ever used it. But he displayed it. Anytime anybody comes, I say, see what my son has given me. I didn't give him. He took it from me. <laughs> but he was proud. I mean, he come, he come to London. I had my little car. I'd be driving him around. As for Christo, he knows everywhere in London. Pass here, pass here, pass here, and he's gone. But he's like, what, are you, what do you think you are doing? But I knew his ways. I knew his way. I knew how he, his wife, because I'd been with him for a long time. How many of us in this room know the ways of God? Know God to, so personal that you know what he would be saying to you at every point in time, at every given situation, God is saying. How, how many of us will know that this is the will of God for my life at this point in my life? They that know their God shall be strong. How many? Minister Sheila, would you say you know this fine young man sitting next to you? I'm asking, maybe you need to stand so that they see you. Okay, please stand, both of you, both of you. Oh, stand, stand. You stand by me here, you stand here. Oh, you can look at me and you don't scare me. You to come and stand here. Have you seen a fine young man with his jeans? He, he's hip. This, this morning, he walked into my office and was like this. I was like, hey. Uncle Fred, a young man. He's now pregnant. So, how come, get a microphone. <laughs> hey, people are not people, look at them. <laughs> So, how, how did you come by knowing this man? You know, how long, have, okay, first, how long have you known this man? 27 years. Okay, so, so 27 years ago, what did you know about him? No, 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 I'm not asking him, I'm a, nothing. You didn't know much about him. Okay. This day you saw him, what did you think about him? <laughs> oh, I, I, I'm going somewhere. Don't laugh. I'm going somewhere. I'm going somewhere. This is a good example. I'm going somewhere. I'm going somewhere. I, I hope you are following. I hope everybody's following. Okay, go on. 
The first day you saw him, what did you think? Not much. Not much. What, what did he first say to you? What was the first, very first word he said to you? I'm going somewhere. I'm going somewhere. Can you be my friend? Can you be my friend? Good old Okay, and what did you say? I'll think about it. Just a friend. Just a friend. I'll think about it. Okay. And, 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 you became friends. Yeah? And then you became friends. Then what happened? Hmm. Oh, I'm going so you are disturbing what I'm what I'm trying to do. Then what happened? Uh-huh. And then what did you also say? He said okay. Okay. So and, and uh, when, how many years after the, how many years knowing him was that? That was uh, two years, is it? Yeah. Two years. One and a half. Then you became uh, husband and wife after one and a half, two years, isn't it? Married for how many years now? 27. 20. This year, so you've been married for 26 years. This year will be 27. Uh, so it's 30 years ago. So 30 years ago, and now two years, and then you have been married for 28 years. Almost 28 years. Would you say that you know him? You know how he thinks. You know, every, even before he comes into the room, you know what he will say about the situation. Yes. Oh, yes. But 30 years ago, you couldn't say that because you didn't know him. What has brought the difference between how you knew him 30 years ago and how you know him today? The, the communication, isn't it? As you've been talking, as you walk and talk, you begin to think the same way. You begin to second guess each other. You begin to see everything. Would you say the same thing that you know how she thinks? Yes. You know everything. In fact, you can tell. Even in her sleep, what she will do. Yes, I Put your hands together for them. Please don't come and fight me after church. I beg you. I'll stand on the stage. If I was standing on the floor, then you can fight me. I'm, I've claimed immunity. <laughs> Anything that happens on stage, I am immune. I, I tell my wife, when, when I'm standing on the altar and I speak, even if I, you don't hold it against me. If I'm on the floor, then yes. But if I'm also on stage, I claim immunity. Because I am under the unction. Hallelujah. So when I talk ab- about you and against you, and I'm standing on the unction, if I'm down here, yes. <laughs> Hallelujah. Knowing God. It, it, it starts with communication. It starts as you talk. As God talks back to you. Then you move from casual relationship with God into getting to like a serious engagement type of relationship. But how many know that casual relationship is not as deep as engaged type of relationship? An engaged type of relationship is not the same as a marital situation. And a marital situation of two years is not the same as a marital situation of ten years. And a marital situation of 10, 10 years is not the same as a marital 20 years. And a marital situation of 20 years is not the same as a marital situation of 30 years. Because the more you go, the more you get to know each other. As they walk and talk. That is why when, when uh, uh, John was giving um, his, his account of Jesus, he said, that which we have seen, that which we have touched, that which we have handled, that is what we are saying to you. We have seen him, we have t- handled him, we have walked and talked with him. So if we say we know him, then we really know him. 
A lot of people are in the house of God, but they have no idea of who God is. Because they don't know what they know is the God their pastor has talked about. But see, what I talk about is not as strong as what I have really ha- has happened to me and I've related with. I've moved on in my own life. So my strength and faith in God is different from somebody whose life has not been affected by God. My life has been affected. My children's life has been affected. Everything about me has been affected by God. Amen. So I am very prepared. If God says that, go and die. I don't have a problem. Because I know him. It's not the same as what you can say. When, when my pastor came and told me one day that you have been transferred today, go to France. I don't speak one word of French. I don't know anybody in France. In fact, the day, I, the time I walked into France, I got to France at 9.30 p.m. Don't know anybody. Don't know where to go, where to sleep. In fact, when we got to France, we were driving around looking, where are we going? We didn't know. Like Abraham said to him, go to the land that I will show you. And when he got, he didn't know where he was. I got to the place, I didn't know. By 1.30 a.m., we found a house, a lady's house, a single lady's house. And I stayed in that house for I don't know her from Adam. She doesn't speak one word of English. I don't speak one word of French. But that is where I stayed. For three months, I was staying in that. Can you imagine? We we have conversation. I'm speaking English. She's speaking French. But we are having a chat. She, she, She didn't know me from Adam. Until that hour she met me, she... Or a friend of a friend of a friend's friend. Did you hear that? A friend of a friend of a friend's friend said, Pastor who has come from England to come and start a church in Paris. He doesn't speak French, but he's stranded outside on the road. Hasn't got a place to stay. Would you take him in? And she said, if he's, if he's a pastor, a man of God, I will take him in. That is the first. So the friend of a friend of a friend's friend was somewhere in France, somewhere in the land. And he didn't come with me to introduce me to the old lady. He just called the lady, okay, I am directing the man to your house. He's going to come at, at mid, 1, 1.30 a.m. And knocked on the, it was the... I think the ninth floor knocked on the door and she, she opened it. I skipped the toilet, Pastor. <laughs> With Mimi. Entre si, ça va bien? Est-ce que vous avez mangé? Vous avez mangé? Stomach? Really hungry. <laughs> She organized some food for me to eat. This was around two. That was from being a a, a made-up person, a pastor with the church and everything. Now I've gone to a strange land, following the God that I haven't seen before. Are you with me? Got there, stayed there three and a half months. She actually taught me French. Stayed with her. Started a church. Brought my whole family to, Fr- to France. We found a, a place, got a house, stayed there. Unemployed. We were going to have where the next meal was coming. But we stayed and God looked after us. Hallelujah. So when, when I had to move from there to South Africa, because the God with me, even in a land they don't speak English, going to a land that speaks English and Zulu, I'll be all right. Because the Zulu people look like me. Are, are, you, are you saying? Yeah. 
So if the Lord says that from today, I don't want you to work again, stay with me. I'm all right because he's done it before. I know him. I know his hand, his plan of provision. I've experienced it. Are you understanding what I'm saying? So, issue for me. If I were to tell you that don't go to work for one week, you start panicking right now and palpitating because you have never known that God of provision before. So, it means you don't know him in that way, in that area. Many sides of God. That's why we have many names of God. So, we discover as we walk along, as we go along, as we talk to him. We, 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 we open ourselves. You know, like, like Minister Sheila, as I, when I saw him, I didn't think much of him. I don't know him. Some of us, we don't think much of God. We don't think much of the provision of the hand of God because we have never experienced him. We, are, we don't know him like that. You know, did you see the attitude? She said, I didn't think much. I am sure that give 30 years ago, when, when uh, 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 this young man approached Hey, so like, but who is this? You want to be my friend? I will think about it. Hey! You will think about it. You will think about it. You know, it's time for you to serve God this year. I will think about it. I will consider. Because God like that. He is a stranger to me. I will think about it. I will consider. But, but after a year and a half, when... The, when she got, began to know him a little bit more, and now he came and says that now I want us from a low level to a higher level. I want us to get married. She said, well, based on the 18 months of study and what I know about you, it will work. And then after five years, 10 years, 15 years, 20 years, 20, 28 years. Now, she knows him so well that she can second guess. You know, she knows what he's thinking, even when he's not saying anything. They that know their God, they shall be strong. Would you say that you are strong in the relationship you have with him? It's very strong. If somebody is accusing him or says he has done something, you say, no, for my husband, this issue, no. Because I know him. Hallelujah. Philippians 3.10. I'm, I'm closing my time's up. Philippians 3.10. This is what Paul said. This year, my prayer is that you get to know God. I pray for you that you get to know God for who he is. To have a real, a real knowing. This is what Paul says. He says that that I may know him and the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his suffering being made conformable unto his death. That I may know how he, had, how he was thinking. Remember he said, let this man be in you that was in Christ Jesus in chapter 2. Who thought it not robbery to be equal with God. But he took, he humbled himself and took the servant. And he came and suffered the, the death, even the death of, of the cross. And so God has exalted his name above every other name. That at the mention of his name, every knee shall bow and every tongue shall confess. Jesus is Lord to the glory of the Father. This is Paul talking in chapter 2. You want to read up Amplified? Says that, that I may progressively become more deeply and intimately acquainted. Progressively what? That I may progressively become more deeply and intimately acquainted with him. Progressively? 
more deeply and intimately acquainted with him. Perceiving and recognizing and understanding the wonders of his person more strongly and more clearly. And that in that same way, come to know the power outflowing from his resurrection. Which it exerts over believers and that I may so share in his... That's a very powerful... As to be continually transformed. That's really... I, I, I can stay there and have a camp meeting on that verse alone. You know, th- this guy says that he knew he, the mind Christ that made him humble himself to suffer the death on the cross. He, 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 he let this mind that was on, in Christ be in you also, who suffered, and then now God has given him a name. They say that now that I've told you all those things, I still want to know him. That I may know him. And the power, the influence, the thing that made him do what he did, the power that flows out of the resurrection. Hallelujah. I pray. I pray for you. I pray pray for me also. Job 22. Let's look at it quickly as we close. Job 22, 21. Read it for, for us in your... Job twenty two twenty one. 21. Acquaint yourselves with him and be at peace thereby. God, good will come to you. But I want you to read it from your... Acquaint yourselves with him, twenty two twenty one. This, this uh, uh, version is doing... Yeah, go on. Acquaint now yourselves with him. Agree with God and show yourself to be conformed to God's will and be at peace. By that shall prosper and great good shall come unto you. Amen. Acquaint, acquaint means have a casual relationship and move from just casual relationship into a deeper Relationship. John 17. John 17, 3. John 17, 3. And this is eternal life. It means to know, to perceive, to recognize, to become acquainted with, and to understand you are, you the only true God and real God, and to know him. Jesus as the Christ, one, the Messiah, whom you have sent. Okay. Two seconds. How do you really know God? We get to know him when we spend time in fellowship and in communion with God. How do you know God? Number one, you get to know God when you have constant communion and fellowship with God. In this year, God is saying to you and, and I, it's time to spend more time with him in fellowship. And in communion means praying, getting to communicate, and reading the Bible. That's communion, communication. The word communion comes from uh, communication. To commune means to reason together, to have interaction together. Commune with, amen. And after communion, fellowship with God. Bible says in Hebrews that, and neglect not the assembling of ourselves together, and so much the more, when you see the evil do not neglect to assemble. This is Hebrews 10, 25. Do not, do, not, do not neglect the assembling of ourselves together. It's important. Some people say, oh, I know God, I'll stay at home. I'll watch CBM or I'll read my Bible at home and it's all right. It is not all right. Amen. And not forsaking the assembling of ourselves as it is, some have the manner of absenting themselves from the house of God. That is the manner some have. But I pray that it will not be your manner. Touch your neighbor and say, let it not be your manner. This year, make sure that every Sunday you are in church. Every t- where you find yourself, be in the house of God. Hallelujah. I mean... I have also been married going is my 20th year. Yeah? Amen. Okay, you are interviewing somebody, so you come. It's your time to be interviewed. 
You, you don't want to bring the microphone. Get, bring the microphone. Somebody do the same thing. Yes, they don't do that to you. <laughs> okay. So, 20 years. Have you stayed in the same house with me all 20 years? Yes. Okay. So, how many Sundays is there in 20 years? Those who know how to do mathematics, 20 times 30, 52. Sorry? Thousand? Okay, I have mathematicians here. Okay, so 1,040. Out of the 1,040 Sundays, how many of the 1,040 Sundays have I missed in church? Are you sure? 1,040. Are you very sure? Ah, 1,040, I may have been sick on a Sunday. I may have had toothache. I may have traveled, not been in the country. Wherever you went to do church. <laughs> I, I, I'm trying to say something. Th- 1,040 Sundays. A lot of Sundays. And she's saying, she's standing by the altar. She's, not, she's standing by the house of God, which means that if she, she lies, God can easily strike her. And are you, now that you are standing by, are you for sure saying that out of 140 Sundays, you have not, 1,040 Sundays, I have not missed any Sunday? No. Kieran, no. Kieran, how many years of the 20 years? Almost, 20, almost 18. So almost, reduce it by 104. So take 104 out of there. Oh, okay. He wouldn't have seen. If you make it, okay. 208. Subtract 208 from the 1040. And then Kieran, come and join. Because we have, okay, subtract 208 from, what do you get? 1040 minus 240. Minus 208. No, come. You need to stand by the altar. Nine three two. Get do it. It's easier because you are struggling too much. So nine hundred and eight three two. So eight hundred and thirty-two Sundays that you have been around and conscious. How many of the eight hundred and thirty-two Sundays have I have you spent with me? All of them. All of them. Most of them minus four. Minus four Sundays. <laughs> Right. And, and, and how, how many of them, how many of them, I'm sure it's much more than minus. How many of them? None. Are you sure? One time we, were, we went to Dublin in Ireland, some random church. Even if I am not in church, in France, we went to church on holiday. Sunday, I go to church. It doesn't matter. Last year, when uh, uh, on a Sunday, we had been doing church conference from Monday through to Saturday. We're so tired. Sunday morning, we got up. Let's find a church to go to. We're driving in America looking for a church. Found one, and we entered. Nobody said hello to us. (laughs) We went to sit there, and we, we were in church. You know something? I have made a covenant. Thank you very much. You can sit down. I have made a covenant that no Sunday will be in the house of God. And because of that covenant, God is mandated to make sure that every Sunday I'm well. Do you understand? Every Sunday I have to be well to be in the church. Because the covenant is that I will be in church every Sunday. And I shall dwell in the house of forever. So that is my commitment. If you give me strength, I will be in church. In, we're on holiday. I've been doing church all these years. Of church and church people. <laughs> Sunday. We're in, on holidays. In Ghana. Sunday morning. Got up. Everybody go and find your church and go to. <laughs> and then they found their church. We found our church. We went to how many churches? Three churches on that Sunday went to three different churches. Nobody knew us. We just went in. 
from all this while to now, God has kept me healthy every Sunday to be in the house of God. How many have been sick on a Sunday before? It's because you don't have a covenant. That's why Sundays you are sick. Make a new covenant. It sounds sounds funny. How, How many can understand what I'm saying? It sounds funny, but it's real. There's never been a Wednesday that I've not been in the house of God on a Sunday. Does it mean that all these years I've never been sick on a Wednesday? But God honors covenants. Hallelujah. If you make a covenant with God, God will honor it. If you say that I'll be in the house of God every Sunday, every Wednesday, God will make sure that you are healthy and well. A thousand forty Sundays, a lot of Sundays. It's a lot of Sundays. I've never missed one. One Sunday, I'm saying today, I want to have a lie in. And all that thousand forty Sundays, I was not a pastor. Not all of it. I was not a pastor. At an eight of those thousand forty, I was not a pastor. But I was always in church. You don't have to be a pastor to be in church all every Sunday. It's a commitment. It's a covenant. And I made that covenant. You see, we are only going back 1040 because that was when we were married. But if I roll back another 1040 of that. Don't look at me that way. I'm not different from you. I also feel the same way you feel sometimes. I feel like sleeping sometimes. I feel like not, not seeing anybody on a Sunday sometimes. Sometimes I feel like, no, don't bother me. I don't want to wake up. Yeah, sometimes I feel like that. Sometimes I'm in, also in the mood. Sunday when I get up, I'm in the mood. I don't, want, I don't want to go to church. I don't want to see anybody. I want to be by myself. I just, but, 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 but uh, 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 I, I am, I said, Paul said, that woe is me if I preach not the gospel. For necessity is laid upon me. Necessity is laid upon me to be in the house of God, to preach the gospel. So I have to, a church to keep, I have a God to glorify, an ending soul to save. I pray that that will be your commitment. I pray that this year you'll be committed to the fellowship of the communion of the saints. Becomes a worker in the house, find something in the house to do. That will necessitate that you are in the house of God every time. Do you understand? Because you feel that if I don't go to church, the whole church is dependent on me. I'm telling you, at the whole keys of the church was with me. The van that carries the instruments to the church for about five years was in my pocket. So every morning, I wake up, I had a van. Every morning, I wake up, I drive to uh, where the, 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 the garage that the instruments are kept and I unload everything into the van, myself alone, around five in the morning, and drive to the church building. Uh, can you imagine this in this country cold? Drive 5 a.m. in the winter, snow. I carry the instrument into the house of God. I was not a, 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 a you call it, Shepherd, I was not a pastor, I was not a deacon, I was not a anything. Just an ordinary person. Then I will arrange all the instruments from 5 a.m. All the instruments. PA system. These days we have cute PA systems. In those days, we didn't, if you want the system to go, you have to, the jumbo speakers, they are like, one is like this and the height is like that. Big ones. Heavy ones, carry them, put them on the stairs. And around 6 37, the ashes will be coming. Then I'll help the ashes because it was a basketball court. We have to arrange, clean the place, clean it, arrange chairs, decorate the place. And I have to go home, have my bath, sort myself out, and come to church before service starts at 8 o'clock. Otherwise, I'm in. I did it for so many years. So can you imagine if one day I was sick and I couldn't wake up in the morning? That means the whole church won't have service. We're having four different services in the, in the morning. Because no, the church kids were with me. So if I don't open, there's no church. 
I think the pastor must, de- must have depended on me so much to trust that I would to give the keys to me and make sure that I'll be there. Can we entrust you with the keys of the church? That you be the one who open the church every day. And not feel like, <clears throat> today I don't feel like going to church. <clears throat> and come excuse, long, tall story. You know, I, I say that excuse is a story, it's, it's a very common sense or a nice way to say that I won't do it. You understand? When you give excuse, oh, I couldn't come because I don't want to hear it. Really, what you are telling me is that you didn't want to do it. Because 1,040, that's the witness. I didn't have an excuse. Sorry? Every, it's like three, going to church every day. Continuous, non-stop. I'm using myself to challenge you. Because I'm, no, I'm not special. So you have no excuse this year. You know, I had different overtimes, different job offers that I could have done on a Sunday morning to make extra income. Hello? We can pay double, time and a half. Especially on Sundays. I pray for you. Have a covenant with God this year. I want to know you. I want to have an experience with you. I want to be able to depend on you. I want to be able to trust you. I want to, I, I want to know the power that's at work in you. I've heard others give testimony you have done in their lives. I want you to do the same in my life. Rise to your feet. Hope you've been blessed by the word. You can visit our website on www.calvaryinternationalchristiancenter.org or our Facebook page, Calvary International Christian Center. Call us on 0044758111 5042. Be blessed.